Come on. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Gary Claven. Gary, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Let's go. Excellent. Let, let's do this. Gary is the president at Coil Financial Council and the president of Simply Money Now. He is an author, a speaker, a mind mapping strategist, and a veteran of the United States Army. Excited to have you on. Gary, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, that's a great question, and the real short answer is, from the time I was nine years old, when I begged my mom to have a paper route uh, until today, you know, 50-plus years later, I've really been focused on doing one thing, and that's helping one person each day deal with one money issue, and I'm a happy camper all day when that happens. Helping one person each day deal with a money issue. I think that is... That is a good way to uh, to to break things down right there. How did you figure that out? Uh, it took me a little while, and somebody was doing my story uh, writing about me years ago, and it became very clear that that it's been something that I wanted to help myself and my nine siblings when I was a young kid to make ends meet. And in the paper route, I was able to bring in twenty bucks a week, and which really helped our family in our little three-bedroom home and upstate New York. Um, and I just found out once I got out of the military, I got tracked right back to that business. And then I realized that what I just love doing is really helping people out money every day. And it's just something I do when I wake up every morning and I just don't really want to do anything else. Got it. I think that that is, that, that is fantastic. So nine siblings, a three, three bedroom house, a paper route, and you probably had to do that in the winter time too. Yeah, I was outside of Syracuse, <laughs> New York, so they get a lot of snow. Right. I got it. Well, that's, that's probably a whole other podcast right there, but perfect. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I don't think that we've had the, 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 the benefit of having anybody on the show up to this point talking about mind mapping. And so I, I'd, I'd love to, to, to learn about what that is and, and how it works. Yeah, so most stuff that's displayed for us uh, today still is in a linear format. You know, if you look at spreadsheets or read anything or view numbers in any manner, it's typically in a linear fashion, you know, one thing after another. And our brains really like to you know, to take information in 3D. And if you think of it from the standpoint of people will have multiple screens now because it's easier to use their visual cortex to look from one screen to another and very rapidly make a decision. So you take that same approach and look at mind mapping, uh, our world, the money world, is extremely complex because you're dealing with investments and taxes and insurance and estates and wills and trusts and all sorts of other things. And so it's we speak uh, foreign language to our clients. And to help them understand, if we could put it in a relationship that's simpler for their brain, that's a mind map, it's more of a 2D visual, and just connect those disparate pieces together 
easily, they can understand their very complex lives more simply. So it's a matter of taking complexity and simplifying and doing it with a software program that displays information in an easier to view format for better understanding and clarity. And that's really the gist of it. Fair enough. So what are the different elements? Is it, is it everything? Like um, the element, yeah, it, that's a, it's a good question. It's really using minimal words to um, express something. Um, and, and I know you don't know this, George, and maybe our viewers do as well. So they know, hey, I might need a will or a trust. I've heard of these things. And they come back with documents that sometimes are hundreds of pages, as you know. And they get confused because it's just a lot of legal terms. On a mind map, an entire will and trust and all the advanced directives like powers of attorney and so forth would really literally only be about um, – 10 or 12 little branches with maybe a total of 50 words that would give them all the essence of what their whole entire estate plan is. You just don't see information displayed like that. It's not something that we naturally do or have been taught to do, although it works very naturally for us to see things that way. Think of it like you've probably seen it where you can read an entire paragraph that can leave out three quarters of the words and you actually know the entire meaning of the paragraph because the proper words are left in there that tell you the meaning of it. It's similar from that regard, but even more deeply. Got it. So why don't, why don't we use this more for, for other aspects of life? <laughs> we do. Actually, although they're in bad shape right now, Boeing has been using mind mapping since the early 80s. <laughs> in fact, yeah, their Dreamliner and many of the other things they've done, they have huge, I mean, monstrous mind maps that their technicians, their engineers, their fabricators, and everyone else will actually use when they put an airplane together. It's extremely easier to do. Think of it like um, a blueprint for a house. You know, if you want to look at a new house, you fold out this big blueprint in front of you, and you'd look down on the house and see how all the rooms are connected. And if you wanted to see more about a room, you'd open up another page and see it. It's very similar to mind mapping where you're seeing all the data together where it relates to itself and the brain very rapidly assimilates it and says, oh, I understand that now and so forth. Very similar to building an aircraft or if you have a complex estate plan or if you're um, dealing with any almost any complex issue in our lives, mind maps bring a lot of clarity to it. Huh. I think that makes all the sense in the world, right? That's a, that's a great metaphor, probably, a, a, probably an analogy. So uh, oftentimes finance, personal finance, whatever it might be, seems to me to be overly complex. I'm sure that you've experienced this over the course of, 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 of your career. Why do you suppose it is that so many other people try to make things so complex? Well, you know, it's interesting. We find people fall into a couple of categories. And, you know, being general about this, some people are really – um, multipliers, meaning they have this ability to really go out and connect with a lot of people, multiply, bring a lot of information, and, and display it. And other people generally tend to be simplifiers, where they take complex information and bring it down to the most simplest elements. We need both, uh, but when we're looking at clarity around money, just really simplistic clarity, we really like the simplifiers. So, uh, for instance, I have you know, 2,100 videos I've done on single subject uh, money issues, for instance, buying or selling or buying uh, or, or buying or um, a new or used car. So, you, you know, that's a thing that comes up um, or leasing or buying, uh, you know, um, a car or 
buying uh, a house or renting an apartment. I mean, you go through one of them, how to improve your credit score and so forth. If you do it properly, uh, it, you, in two to three minutes, you can actually put out a very simple one, two, three approach to any of those. And when somebody gets off that two or three minute video, that coaching video, they would know, yes, I'm going to buy a new or used car. Yes, I should stay in, in my rental place instead of buying a home. Or no, I shouldn't lease versus buy. Or whatever, those are just binary choices. But then there's other kinds of choices where there's multiple things you know, to bring it down to some simple levels. So my job has always been to simplify complex information into very simple formats. And my latest is to do these videos in the financial wellness space uh, beyond then the mind mapping aspect of it, which does something totally different. But I'm just really a massive simplifier. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that, and I think a lot of I think a lot of people appreciate that as well. I think people would rather have something explained in a way that's easy to understand, and then if they want to dig deeper into it and really understand how the watch works versus what time it is, then they can certainly do that. Um, so I appreciate that. So, what was it that 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 motivated you to to, to go down the path? Um, and when did you start producing videos? Because you've done over twenty one hundred of them, so it's probably been a little while yeah so i started um, eight years ago summer of 2012 because i realized that the medium was really powerful because again people got both visual and auditory uh, results from the video and then most people were really poor on video uh, and couldn't do that well although i was very good on video so at the time and so it made sense to take that direction to try to simplify those money messages that people see out there uh, and it just kind of morphed and changed over time so that we now have a full-blown financial wellness uh, uh, program that companies hire us to do for them so that they can teach financial wellness to their employees and help them make really good, smart money decisions uh, each and everywhere they do that. Um, so the video just became a, a process that was really bad when it started, and now it's gotten better and better over time. And now we have full courses and libraries and resources and several blogs we do each week and it's really morphed and changed as it made sense over time to bring more clarity to to those that are out there consuming those videos nice i appreciate that so all right so over the course of eight years you've created thousands of videos and courses um whenever i see that that that, that, that somebody went to west point i'm i'm always i'm always impressed by that just because I, I imagine that the amount of discipline and hard work that it takes to get there and then to to actually complete the program and then i'm always grateful to people who have served um i have to imagine that you would count discipline as as one of your stronger characteristics is that accurate yes it is i mean it's something that's been with me since I was a little boy. It just kind of naturally fit when I went through the academy and into the real world. And I just don't know how not to execute all the time. It's just part of my whole fabric and how I operate. So it certainly helps uh, to be able to have that kind of um, attribute so you can, <laughs> you can get through things in life, um, you know, eventually over time. And I, I make lots of mistakes, but I just, I'm the kind of person that keeps going at it harder and harder each time until it gets better. So it looks like I've really good at something but it took me a heck of a long time to get there yeah now is that just something that you think that you're wired that way oh, oh absolutely i you know if i'm going to go make a commitment to something um I, I make a commitment to it so usually whatever it takes relative to you know getting some results that is 
um, I'll keep doing that till it actually gets to the point where it's being successful and people are getting really good value out of it. And if they don't, if, if the result is people aren't getting value, I'd immediately stop and do something else. Um, so I will continue on something only if it continues to bring a lot of value to other people. I, I won't otherwise. Got it. Now, it, do you find that, that if you are trying to help somebody to develop better discipline, are there certain tactics or habits that you try to impart on somebody? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I would say the number one thing that anybody listening today could do is to completely schedule every day that they're, let's just say their work days from this standpoint. And I know people always rail when they hear that. And they say, John, oh, it seems really kind of disciplined. Well, what we know about human beings is they thrive in structure very well. In fact, not only do they thrive in structure and thrive with boundaries, that actually the most successful business owners, athletes, uh, you just go down the line, are very much that way. They're very scheduled. They know exactly what they want to do. They know what to focus on each week and each day. And if people just were to do that, schedule three or four or five important things, they really only need three a day, three important things every day, the probability is that they will basically have completed 80% of those each and every day. And so when you get through a week after week and year after year, all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of successes that build up over time. It's just that simple thing of scheduling it, knowing this is what I'm going to focus on today, each and every day. And at the end of the day, a result took place and then the next day happens. But most people won't do that. They just kind of go by whatever, you know, wind that pushes them whichever way relative to their work life or whatever it happens to be. And they, they just don't believe that that makes a difference, and it really does. Yeah, I think that that's it's, it's interesting. Do you think that it's it's a matter of of momentum and, and inertia of once you're in the habit of it, you just keep going with it, and the opposite of if you're not in the habit of doing that, you just kind of keep going with it. That's a that's a great question because there's some science behind what you just asked, and the science says this, and it says that. In 14 or 21 days, um, you can form a habit. What it doesn't, the science never, well, at least I don't see it followed up very often, doesn't say how many days before you know a habit. Forming a habit versus knowing a habit are two entirely different things. Uh, knowing a habit, we have found, takes two years. So it's why you don't see people, you know, that show up in the health clubs on January 2nd, there on, you know, April 2nd right, right. now. It's because they're, they're under the misconception, because this is what they're taught, that 14 and 21 days later, they're all set. No, that you just formed it. You don't know it. It's not internalized. It's not automatic. And the way we know this is true from science is the property and casual industry figured this out a long time ago. So they saw that when young adults were taking and gotten their first uh, license for driving, that it took two full years worth think of it 365 days times two before they actually knew instinctively whether or not to press the long skinny one or the fat horizontal one <laughs> when something happened on the road in front of them. Right. Because until two years shows up, they actually have to consciously think about it. Whereas you and I, I'm assuming you've been driving a car for a while, you and I, it happens automatically. It happens through the very powerful subconscious of our brain versus the conscious part. So we always want to have habits if we really want to to change our life is to have them end up in our subconscious. And when they end up in our subconscious, that takes two full years. 
I've known that since I've been a very little kid. And that's why I do 2,100 videos. That's why I do everything else because I realized that after a period of time, that habit, that thing becomes very good and solid and works automatically in the background. Got it. Well, I think that that's great right there. So you, you've obviously been a very, very successful person. You're extremely driven. You're, 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 you're disciplined. You're a doer of things. How have, have, have you ever struggled with delegating? Is, 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 is that something you've been great at? Is that something you had to get better at? That's a, that's a, these are great questions. Thank you for bringing them up. No, seriously, they're very good questions. Um, it took me, because of circumstances and so forth, about 15 years to get to the point where I was delegating everything that didn't belong to me. And I had to work very, very hard at that because one of the things that people will note about, they'll say, well, how are you able to do all these things? I mean, right. you do so much. It's like, you know, like working 40 hours a day. I go, no, I, I delegate everything away from me that I'm not really good at. The only things I keep is what I'm very good at, and I'm very good at a very few things, like most human beings. I'm only good at a few things. Um, I, I'm only good at these couple of things. And it's no different if you look at professional athletes or um, professional entertainers. You know, they're really good at singing or this or running you know, the football or doing anything else. It's that, that they're not going to be very good at other things. We all know that, but we don't apply that in our own lives. We have this misconception that, supposedly we're going to get really good at lots of things. And the point is, that's not how we're wired. We're wired to be very good at a few things. Find out what those few, few things are and delegate, delegate away everything else. I'm not saying I've delegated everything away, but I've certainly delegated much, much more than the average person has. Got it. And I, I think that there's got to be some parallels there for for people taking professional advice and people hiring hiring ad, hiring advisors just knowing that hey I'm very successful at this but I probably need help bringing my whole financial world together right uh, it's a uh, interesting um, one of the things when we hire our team members is one of the critical things is we won't hire anyone who's not coachable um, people who are coachable basically are open to change they, they listen, uh, they adapt, they make decisions based on getting good advice. Um, that they're not the ones that already know that I can already do that. Uh, I'm close to the idea. Uh, I'll do it my own way, uh, on and on. So being coachable in life is something that's really fun to be around people who are coachable. Number one, uh, because it's great. You can have a really good, uh, interaction with them. Uh, especially if there's two people that go that way because you can really learn a lot from each other. Uh, I think that's basically one of the key, you know, characteristics of people we like to work with anyway. And that's how we select many times our own clients, because if you're, if you're giving them advice and you're coaching them and they reject that advice, then why should we even pay? They pay us or why should they engage us if they're just going to do it the way they think they want to do it anyway? Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, Gary, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Number one, as you know, they've ever heard me, I'll say it again. If people say, hey, how can I be so successful building you know, wealth, money over time? It's, it's one simple thing. It's the first lesson, the number one tenet of anything with money, and that is to save first and spend second. Just save first and spend second. Most everything else will work its way out. And then they ask, well, how much? I say, well, today, anywhere from 15 to 20% of your gross salary. 
you do that day in and day out, you'll have no problems down the line somewhere in your 60s or whatever that is you decide to switch the gears to let your money work for you, then you work for your money. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Gary, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Thanks, George. I appreciate it. Hopefully your listeners will get a lot out of this today. Yeah. And for people that, that, that want to learn more, where can they track you down? So they can go to um, GaryClayman.com or SimplyMoneyNow.com or CoilFinancialCouncil.com. Um, I'm available through those sources and others out there. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Gary your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can go to GaryClaben.com. That's G-A-R-Y-K-L-A-B-E-N.com or SimplyMoney.com. Is that right, Gary? SimplyMoneyNow.com. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Gary. You're welcome, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.